What's going on? I'm Teddy, and I'm sitting here with our uh, Heat of the Moment guest, Eric, from uh, Little Village Band Habitats. What's going on, Eric? Not much, man. Thank you guys for having me over. Absolutely, absolutely. Glad to have you on such short notice. So, I ended up meeting you through Ted, but just to get everyone up to speed, how did you two, like, meet? How do y'all, like, meet in the scene? Oh, well, actually, I ended up meeting Ted through um, my guitarist, Fabian, who turns out they were actually pretty longtime friends. Oh, uh, yeah, I've known. He was, Fabian was actually supposed to be a uh, another guest on the show today as well. We were going to do, like, interview the both of you, both being from Habitats, but... Fortunately, from what you told me, he wasn't able to uh, wasn't able to make it. Yeah, he just pretty much had to handle some uh, stuff at home, you know, little stuff. I guess like banking issues at his house. It's understandable. Hopefully, everything's going all right. Was um back on track to uh, how we all met? Was it the was it the Expire show at the Bottom Lounge that I met that I met you at? The one with uh, "Stray from the Path" and "Stick to Your Guns," or I have a feeling like. Uh, I could have sworn that I met you at the uh, Bee Kitchen show that had Rotting Out it would and Misery on the be Bill. That show, because I believe the Bottom Lounge show was where I met you and Fabian. Yeah, I believe it was the Rotting Out show, actually. I think it was, uh, it might have been Rotting Out and Suburban Scum, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, yeah, we were actually, co- we were actually we were talking, talking about, that, about last that show last on last night's episode. Man, that's a band that I'm sure we're all going to miss, Rotting Out. I'm not sure if you were. Yeah, I'm definitely going to miss them. I think I've been catching their shows every single time up to their last Chicago show. You caught them uh, playing with uh, the story, right? The story so far at the Bottom Lounge, that show? Or wait, no. What was the story about how you were supposed to get into that show? Tell us that because that was a wild story. Oh, yeah. So pretty much um, we had a friend who's in Through and Through, uh, Ruben. Ruben Through. Ruben Through. <laughs> Ruben Through. Out the Ruben through. Yeah, so we were. Well, he was working at the Bottom Lounge, and uh, he had put us down on the guest list. And by the time we got there, he came out giving us the unfortunate news that apparently Patrick from uh, the story so far had put out a big guest list. So they had to take us all out of the guest list that everybody who was working there had us under, and we just pretty much lucked out on that one. It was unfortunate, but I mean, at least I was there to support, you know, from the outside. Oh yeah, most definitely. Ted, I, is that the show where you tackled Ruben and he threatened? I was to gonna your get. Ass? I was gonna get. I was gonna get to that. Actually, that wasn't the show that I met. That I coincidentally jumped into, dived into Ruben's Ruben's direction. That was actually the Life and Death Tour 2015, gotcha. where you had a uh, Bane, Turnstile, Bitter End, and Misery on the bill. And I, oh, and Backtrack as well. And I believe it was during Backtrack set. That not knowing Ruben at the time, I dive off of stage in his in his direction. He doesn't remember any of this, but I, I, I remember that. So for a while, I was kind of hesitant on approaching him. So I dive off of stage. He catches me, and I dive in his direction. He catches me, throws my ass down, tells me, you pull that shit again, I'm going to kick you the fuck out of here. And uh, it was pretty wild. <laughs> and like a year later, he's like, the singer of your favorite local band. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Hey, what's going on, Ruben? <laughs> um, so, Eric, how did you, like, get into music? Like, was there a band that started it, and then how did you get into, like, the punk hardcore thing? And what's your, oh, like, music well, I mean, story? It started out, you know, just like every other local teenage kid with angst, I guess, just getting into, uh, start, starting off with, you know, the obvious, like, Blink-182 was mm-hmm. by far my favorite band around, like, my younger age. And um, eventually from there, I was just, like, starting to listen to a lot of, uh, like, Armor for Sleep and uh, 
was like a Treyu and no a Tre a Treyu's a band that I got into super late on in the game. That that band was like relevant what like 2000, 2006 or something. Yeah, about like 2004. Yeah. So about <laughs> wow. Way to make me feel fucking old. I got into them. I got into them um by hearing them on a Spotify playlist for I believe it was Senses Fail or Thursday. I got into them about a year or two ago. <laughs> Sounds proper. I mean they yeah, a lot of people that li- that listen to uh, Census Fail actually tend to listen to Trey a lot too. So it's, it's, not, it's not, yeah. <laughs> that early new millennium type of angsty type of uh, second wave screamo stuff. Like that's all the shit you've been listening to lately. Yeah, I've been feeling pretty fucking angsty about <laughs> a lot of things lately. <laughs> it's that time of year. <laughs> Bump some Thursday, some angsty nostalgia tunes speaking of nostalgia that's kind of like that's some of the uh, lyrical content in in habitats is that right oh yeah actually we talk a lot about like you know pretty much like the way we started out like writing lyrics to this is just to write the lyrics that we couldn't relate with bands to ourselves you know just pretty much writing out what we thought bands weren't speaking of like to connect to us so we just decided to start writing about that and just kind of let every everybody else connect to us you know through that you uh give me like a brief example of like some of like your lyrical content because i for one cannot fucking find your music anywhere you guys don't have anything you it's it's a it's a work in progress it's a work in progress um so what is it like you want to hear like a piece of lyric or something Uh, no not necessarily just like sort of like elaborate on like what's one what's one like topic a song like focuses like one of your main lyrical inspirations Oh, oh yeah uh, well, pretty much like one of the songs that we have out, which is happens to be one of my personal favorites, would be "Home." That's just pretty much you know coming from a like just pretty much a shitty, a shitty uh like growing up in a really really shitty home, you know, where your father's just a big drunk and you know you're you're young, you're really not understanding what's going on and just having to get up to like having him either like beat your mom or beat you up or your siblings and just like pretty much just trying to get out of that trying to make like you know a better life for yourself and as well as for your family you know and luckily enough right now my father isn't drinking anymore give him about six years now so he's technically straight edge but not claiming (laughs) that's good to hear so is he going to be coming around to all the straight edge chicago shows and throwing down or not quite yet uh me and my father don't really speak much anymore so Jay, you could punch me for that later on. <laughs> so, so, so the other aisle match. Basically. Yeah, so the other expire aisle match. Um, so, how do you like keep going? Because like the, the world and that, everything yeah. and shit, it's there's just a lot of like depressing shit out there. Do you take that for your lyrical inspiration, or do you use like your lyrics as like a way to cope with that, or just like how do you like stay like creative? I guess. Well, I mean, I I do use that a lot into like interpreting my songs. Pretty much, like everything that I usually go through, like as bad as it sounds, but it's my coping process. You know, everybody else copes different. Well, everybody copes differently, but my coping process is just pretty much to, you know, just bottle myself up for a little bit until I feel it explode and I just start mm-hmm. writing. You know. Yeah. Um. I remember there was a quote by the singer of, or no, it was the guitarist of Bad Religion. I saw in a documentary. He's like. Brad Gutierrez, is that no? Something like that. He's like he said something along the effects of when you're like an angry kid growing up, you can either throw a brick through a window or write music that sounds like a brick going through a window. And 
that's something that's like resonating even if like sonically it's not like harsh the whole, oh yeah yeah both of them sound like a lot of fun to me i'll throw a brick through windows while writing some brick through wi- writing some violin tunes <laughs> great um so like what's the scene like here for you do you consider yourself a part of like the larger chicago music scene or specifically like little specifically, village or... little village is where where you came up came yeah up from where the roots of like habitats and um it's the other band alley service slob right that's alley slob yeah, alley slob service yeah, just love a ass a s s. That's yeah, great. Much that ass band. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> so, like, you consider yourself like part of the little village scene, correct? Or just pretty much like all over Chicago, man. Whatever cool. it comes down to, music is. It doesn't matter whether it's in little village, it's gonna be in Pilsen, Cicero. It really doesn't matter. It's just I'm, I'm just in here for the music, man. Yeah. What are your thoughts on like the scene as a whole? Do you like it here, or is it just like? Yeah, man. I I fucking love it here. Actually, it's pretty it's pretty damn tight like just to be going around to like different uh going up to venues where it's not just one type of music playing and you have like a punk band you have someone who's like somewhat in a sense just like pop punky emo hardcore you have beat down and it's indie it's, it's, it's just beautiful i love that we saw through and through play with a ska core band one time yeah you have quite the quite the diversity in the uh, whole entire chicago scene i'm actually eyeballing the flyer that we saw them play with a ska core band at it was when they opened with uh absent mine and um who was it still still alive still alive was the ska, ska core ska core outfit from uh chicago they opened for comeback kid and that was a hell of a diverse lineup because i mean you have it was also an empty fucking show hey but still i mean like empty show like regardless the atmosphere was there there were so many kids going crazy for comeback kid through and through it's a great fucking show that's the beauty of like a lot of like the different Chicago, the different shows that are popping off in Chicago, and even like I haven't been to too many of them, but um, local venues. I know uh, Habitats is is uh, incredibly popular, raising in popularity with your the, your local venues on the uh, southwest side. Like you got your Fallouts, Jurassic Parks. I'm not sure if um, man, I cannot remember what the name of this venue is for the life of me, but uh. I remember who killed Spiky Jacket played there. It was in um, ah, it's killing me. I'm gonna get to it later on though. But um, local venues. Well, uh, local venues. Well, pretty much the local venues I play around, like in my neighborhood, would have to be uh, like Fallout a lot. That's what we've been playing at. Like I think our past three shows we've done there. We've also played um the Mutiny before. We did a local show out by like 49th and can't remember for the life of me. It's like around 40. 49 north uh like 4900 north pulaski the place is called nowhere nowhere you know what that might have been i think i think that was the name of the venue that i was talking about well i mean we played it before uh with a couple punk bands actually and um some of our buddies from uh from bruce came out and um uh, i believe it was uh forearm shiver was playing there as well with darkle if you guys haven't heard Darkle, give them a check I haven't. I'll out. check them out. Heard, uh, only one that I recognize from that list so far is Bruise, and I actually caught Bruise at Downstairs at the Sub-T back in uh, December of last year. And they played They played a really, really incredibly heavy set. But like some of the other bands, like definitely got to like listen back to this and check them out. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the things I love about like Chicago music in general is like the eclectic just nature of it all i mean like 
you're, you're sitting here like you're in a pretty melodic band, but you're wearing an expire hat and a stray sweater and everyone kind of listens to everything here. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, I pretty much grew up listening to like a lot of like really, really heavy hardcore, you know, like backtrack right. expire and all that judge. So, yeah. Um, I mean, we all just were at the last Chicago Expire show, like, last week. Oh, uh, yeah, man, um, that show, that was a killer show. Are there any, like, m- major bands that, like, specifically were an influence on you, or was it just kind of your own thing, or a, like, mix of things, or? Oh, yeah, it's like a mix of bands, actually. Like, uh, Turnstile was a really big influence for me, as well as, um, well, Title Fight, obviously, and, like, Fiddlehead, um, Thursday, actually, as well. We I was listening to a lot of Bright Eyes and uh, Flat Sound, so it's like yeah, it's a it's a mix of uh, just a mix of a couple bands, you know. Quite a few bands that really like impact the total emotional aspect where the listener where it engages the listener to uh, relate to these sort to relate to these like specific emotional traits, which is always such a great feeling because it engages the listener to the point where like they don't feel alone knowing that you know there's other people out there that are having like a totally shit day and this isn't all on me and everything and that's one thing that I've always found like really like great and like a great way to like attach to like the different bands like that that you listed Thursday title fight yeah um was there like a specific spark that started habitats or was it just like i want something to do let's start a band this is an introductory question we should have asked though uh, beginning Not but really, yeah though like but yeah i like how yeah what uh what what's what started habitats cuz weren't you i i'm not sure if you were in another band before habitats but uh yeah give us some insight on how habitats started Oh, well, uh, first of all, no, I was not in a band. This is, Habits is actually my first band ever. Oh, wow. And um, pretty much what started the band was just me and Fabian just sitting in his uh, in his loft apartment, just being completely sad, like just a sad mess. We were just <laughs> drinking our life away. And then we said, hey, you know, why not instead of just like drinking and crying, we fucking actually just make a band. Where About we could, drinking and crying. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, you know, Great. by drinking our problems away. But uh yeah, we pretty much just decided to start it like off of that. He wanted a we st- I think we started off doing a cover from Title Fight, an acoustic cover, a frown, and uh he pretty much just really liked the way it came out and afterwards he just said, Hey, let's fucking make a band. That's cool, because didn't Fabian like come up playing like exclusively in Chicago punk bands, like in the bands he's played in? Yeah, definitely. He started off with uh Ali Slav Service and I think he's been there for a good I wanna say at least like three years i can't exactly pinpoint the time when he started but i want to say at the least like three years cool so where's like habitats at like right now as a band what are you guys up to oh right now pretty much we're in the we're in the process of actually recording uh and a demo right now um we might actually be introducing a new guitarist to our band as well so we're gonna have two guitars now we're gonna be a a five-piece band wow it's incredible now you have um you have Fabian Fabian's on guitar am I correct and then you got um got you you're on vocals and then uh introduce me like the the rest of the band uh, so pretty much you have a uh, we got Fabian as our lead guitarist um, we have Gustavo Najera as our drummer also known as Tabs. And uh, I'm pretty sure you guys already know Louis Louis Flores. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, I was out in Boston with him, actually. Really, really great guy. Was he at AHC with you? Yeah, America's oh. Hardcore Fest. 
that was that was an incredible weekend, which is kind of funny because like the whole entire like little village Chicago hardcore scene was all out there, and I didn't know at the time that they were going to be out there. And on the first night of the show, I'm uh, walking around the corner with my buddy Jonathan and my uh, and his friend Lisa and my buddy Victor, who goes to school out there. I just see, hey, there's Javier and all these other fucking kids that I know from shows. Yeah, maybe pretty much the. Yeah, they're they're usually always together, like Louis and uh, Louis and Javier or Emer, however you guys like to call them. Yeah, I know them. Them two are always like together at like going constantly either to like this is our course, or like you know going out to. I think they went out to to L.A. a few years back. Sound and Fury. No, no, not for. Well, yeah, they go there too, but like I think they went out there a few years back for uh, that Johnny Cupcakes uh, store. I th- I think I know what I think I know what show you're talking about. Off the wait, off the top of my head, that wasn't the uh, that wasn't the last rotting out show, was it? No, I have that confused with something else. No, I'm talking about the Johnny Cupcakes, the, that clothing store. Since they were both like super into it, I think they went all the way out there just for the grand opening. Oh yeah, oh, I don't know why I had that totally fucking confused with something else for for some reason. I was thinking of a benefit show that that I don't know why that just sounded like the name of a benefit show that rotting out did. I think they might have done that at a skate park, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right, it was. It was like the uh, Feeding the Children show, I believe. Yeah, that'd be a wild show to catch. Um, what, You're the main lyricist for Habitats, right? Do you like write it all, or is it like a collaboration effort? Well, I mean, pretty much the majority of the songs I do write myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are right now, as like, I believe we have about nine or ten songs like entirely done right now. And uh, out of those, out of those like nine songs, we have uh, two where I actually hop on a guitar and Fabian comes up to. Uh, oh, cool! Just pretty much sing his little heart out. <laughs> oh, what's like an average Habitat show like for people who haven't like caught you or interested or? Oh man, well you you've heard of a uh, crowd killing, right? <laughs> yes, we're aware. It's the best. <laughs> Two guys with matching black Two eyes. Two guys with may matching have black some eyes. Experience with it. It's the best. Yep. Being involved in Chicago's scene, you've got to know what fucking we've got to know what beatdown is, <laughs> what crowd killing is. Well, yeah. Well, pretty much our shows are like completely different to that. You don't crowd kill. You crowd cry. You you pretty much go out there and crowd cry. You know, it's, it's <laughs> crowd hug. Great yeah. crowd hug. Let me see a wall of hugs right now. I'd be down for that. <laughs> Ted, that next drowning like show, just go around hugging people. See what happens. Uh yeah, I could yeah, that that sounds like a great way to get my ass beat again. <laughs> so, I'll keep that in mind for tomorrow's drowning show. <laughs> great. Um I'm gonna let's start wrapping this up. Is there any like closing thoughts or like shout outs, recommendations you wanna give? Oh yeah, definitely, man. I actually do wanna give a big shout out to Ruben. He's uh, my main guy right here. And um, definitely to Alislav too. Like I hope they actually could continue doing their mm-hmm. music right now. I know they've had like a, a like a pretty pretty big like hiatus right now. I'm really really hoping they could get back on track with Fabian. He needs to really release that angst that he's mm-hmm. got in him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, big shout out to you guys for having me over. Cool. Any upcoming Thank you very much. any upcoming really things people can catch that. habitats at. Uh, yeah, right now, actually, Habitats, we're going to be playing a show at this uh, spot called Pulqueria, and it's on 6532 West Cermak Road. Okay. And if people wanted to find your band, where's the best place to like look? Oh, right now, you could actually find us on Facebook. Go on Habitats. Just okay. Literally, cool. just look for Habitats. Cool. 
Well, Eric, thanks for being Thank our you interview very much. Pig. Greatly this, appreciate <laughs> this one a on little awkward. Short we'll notice. have to we'll have to invite you back when we've got our flow figured out. But we really appreciate oh, yeah. you coming on. Bring Fabian and Louie and Bring everyone Fabian. else with. Got a got a packed cool. room. Everyone, go check out Habitats. Go check out Chicago like underground music in general. Check them out and get your feels on. Get out that angst. Get out that angst. It's never good to bottle that shit up. So I'd like to thank Eric again for coming in and talking about just Chicago music and habitats and all that. Um, one thing I wanted to cover sort of early on in this podcast is just like the different venues around Chicago. Cause in Atlanta, there's like one or two spots where everything happens. And that's cool because when a show comes up, you know where everyone's going to be and you know where it's going to be. Oh yeah. But here in Chicago, there's kind of stuff happening all over the place all over whether you're whether you're in wicker park at the uh subterranean or even at the um well double doors closed now that would have been another example but it branches out from wicker park all the way down to uh pilsen little village where you have your uh, local locally diy run venues such as uh jurassic park and the fallout and nowhere so many different great spots to catch a show at yeah um i feel like the one venue that's like central in everyone's Chicago music experience is Reggie's. You really think so? I don't know. I uh I kind of I kinda of got a hand it to a subterranean that center that's I like totally sub- central like, otherwise. Reggie's is like where you discover the music. Oh, I into. see where you're getting Reggie's at. is like how would you describe it? It's the like punk rock ska venue of Chicago. You know what? Come to think of it, you're yeah, you actually do have a point I because my first show yeah. here at Reggie's. I caught my first punk rock show at, well, I actually caught my first punk rock show at the House of Blues that was anti-flag and no effects, but we'll get back to that. But as Reggie's, Reggie's is sort of like your um, like opening experience to, uh, dis- to discovering all these various touring punk rock bands. And I've caught a number of different punk rock shows at Reggie's. Lower from- class Brads, Bad English. Oh, yeah. Um, if you like pogoing and drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon, I would say Reggie's yeah. is your place to Reggie's go. Reggie's is your place to go. Just don't. Just make sure you know the. Uh, make sure you're tight with the security, or else you'll get thrown out. <laughs> yeah, you like someone threw you on stage, and then you tried to jump off at this was the virus right. and the casualties. This was and my. You got kicked out. This was probably my what, like fourth or fifth time seeing the casualties live, and um, every time they've played in Chicago, I've always caught them at Reggie's, with the exception of seeing them at the Congress at a uh, Riot Fest after party back in 2012. But um. Buddy of mine, Nick Ayala of uh, Texas Texas Chose Chainsaw Massacre, as band. Thanks for getting me tossed out, Nick. <laughs> he uh, lifts me up to go on stage during. Um, well, I'm not gonna lie. I wanted to sing Criminal Class into the mic, so I get on stage, sing Criminal Class into George's mic, hop off stage, and then I get thrown out by three, four, three or four security guards. But Here's where it gets a little tricky, like a little bit of a plot twist. I actually, and I cannot remember this man's name for the life of me, but in my like five years of going to shows at Reggie's, I sort of like befriended one of the one of the gentlemen that works security there. And every now and then when I'll show up to a show, we'll say what's up to each other. But after I got kicked out, he comes outside and he's telling me, hey, listen, if you want to come back in, enjoy the rest of the show, you're more than welcome to. But I'm still kicking myself for doing this. 
I respectfully declined and I went home only because, let's see, that was like a Sunday, a Sunday or a Monday night, I, I believe. Mean, yeah, you got so much kicked out. Go. But on the other hand, you would have had to stay and see the casualties. So, There's and with that, we wrong. just lost all of our street punk listeners. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll gain them back because I still have mad love for street punk. This is where Jay and I bump heads, but it's in a way, in a I, way, it's a good idea. I'm not a big street punk fan, but the street punk bands I like, I really like. Oh yeah, like Lower Class Brats and the Virus. The Virus, are some of my favorite punk rock bands. Um, for sentimental value, I'll always love the casualties because when getting into punk rock, the first thing that really drew my attention was the charged up hair, the studded studded mohawks, all the crazy stencils and everything. And I just thought, man, that looks cool as fuck. I want to <laughs> I want to be a part of that. I want to fucking slam 40 ounces in pogo and charge my hair <laughs> for a variety of reasons. But I, I just never really dug the sound of the casualties. I could not huh. get into that band. Um, but Reggie's is the place where like you find music, oh, yeah, but then definitely. it like fades away after a while. Cause I personally do not like Reggie's anymore. And something about, I think it's, well, the stage is super high. Um, but the way it's set up is there's like a metal pipe with chain link in front with chain link in front of the stage. And, Every time I go to Reggie's, I always get like body slammed into that po- like that barrier. And- That's going to be painful. I'm a, I don't know. I'm a little conflicted about. I'm a little conflicted about Reggie's, but I I like it to go to a punk rock show, like to see maybe I've, maybe that's it. They just yeah. don't book the shows I'm interested in anymore. Other than like Comeback Kid. Oh yeah, I've seen I haven't Comeback been to a kid. show at Reggie's. I've seen Comeback Kid there twice. For a while. Um, but majority of the bands I've seen that I've seen there were touring uh, OG punk rock bands. Like I've caught, just looking around my room at the flyers, I caught the Adolescents, Di, the Virus, um, Guttermouth. Guttermouth put on an insane. We saw show negative there. approach there. Negative that was pretty approach. cool. Um, Youth Brigade. There, there's a there's rejects, a story with that negative flag. approach show. We should talk. Like we should tell. Oh my God! This. <laughs> so here's the thing. Listen, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get drunk at a show, if you're gonna like get in you're gonna vibe with that, you're gonna crush back a couple of uh Pabs PBR blue ribbons, that's fine, that's totally cool. Listen, do not I repeat, do not go around drunk as fuck, choking out kids in the pit, okay? That's not cool, you, and that happened to me. <laughs> yeah, you literally some lady literally was strangling you in the pit at the negative approach show. Part of me was like, damn, this is punk rock. The other part well, that of me show was already pre- that show was me. already pretty trash to begin with because the crowd wasn't moving. We were the youngest people there, and yeah. like as soon as NA went on, someone like poured a beer down my back. Which and you know me being straight, straight edge, edge, I like naturally break out into hives and yeah. I have to you know <laughs> take an antihistamine for Jay. <laughs> yeah. Um. So not all of the best memories at Reggie's. If I can't give Reggie's one credit, it did get me really into hardcore because that's where I caught my first hardcore club show. H2O so thank and you for Angel that, Dust. Reggie's. Um, yeah. Yeah, I remember that show. When was that? That was uh, uh, the night before my birthday. Oh, yeah, November 12th, Reggie's. A year ago. Give was on that bill and everything. That was I loved Give. That was the first time I heard Give or Angel Dust, and I'd only heard, like, one H2O record. All right. Um, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> but, They're all right. So I, you and me, we just sort of grew out of Reggie's, which I feel like a lot of people who 
really dive into the scene here end up doing. Yeah, you know what I when I when I go to shows at Reggie's, I don't nearly see as much of the crowd as as I see there that I used to maybe like three or four it's years all ago. Either like the old hats who like to stand in the back with their arms crossed talking about how punk rock was better in their day. Yeah. Or the kids who just started going to shows. And oh, I yeah. think that's great. Reggie's is a great starting place. Absolutely. For punk rock hardcore. Um, what would you say is the go-to venue now or some of your favorite venues? Go-to venue for some of my favorite band to catch some of my favorite bands at most definitely. And now it's been a little dry there for, for quite a while. And I think the last time I've, I caught a show was, uh, the Murata and a cut tie show at the beat kitchen back in September or no wait, We actually caught, uh, we Vanna, caught Vanna there in Church October Tongue and a couple of other, like it was Vanna sort of like church tongue to the wind, like a melodic hardcore show um that crowd was weird that wasn't the best show i've ever gone to but um yeah the the you're talking about the beat kitchen obviously oh yeah absolutely that was that was that's always a great venue to catch i've caught some of my most memorable shows there i mean like majority of the times i've seen expire were at was actually at the beat kitchen first time i caught expire was at the beat kitchen other than that i'd have to probably hand it to uh the uh sub t both downstairs uh, and upstairs. Yeah, I've got a sort of like holy trinity of hardcore venues here in Chicago. It's the Beat Kitchen, Sub T, and Cobra Lounge. Oh, yeah. And those Cobra. are like the three places where Chicago hardcore really goes off in terms of like established venues. Absolutely. Um, the Sub T, the first time I went there was for like a local like pop punk easycore show. But the first hardcore show I went there was Bane's last Chicago show ever. And I still sub think beat kitchen. no beat kitchen. Did yeah, I say sub yeah. T? Yeah, he said sub T. I meant beat <laughs> kitchen. My bad. But that that Bane show, I still think about like at least once a week. I was thinking about that today. I saw something on their Facebook that actually, as a matter of fact, you tagged me, and they're uh, they're working on a documentary. I didn't get a chance to read all of it because at first I immediately thought that they were they were putting out they were putting out I don't know like a. Uh, anniversary record or something like that or starting to uh go up and tour again but after i started reading up working on a documentary i kind of lost interest you i want to see a bane documentary i can't get enough of that band i do too i mean i'd love a bane tour but i I do too but i'm egging on the uh, reunion tour which will never because that one's gonna happen yeah that's Gonna happen just about as much as Foundation. I and still can't believe you asked Aaron back. Bedard in person when the Bane reunion is happening. <laughs> <laughs> You're a piece of shit. <laughs> you know he he didn't he he knew he knew I was he knew I was gonna fucking ask him that though. Yeah. And uh, he wasn't he was he was a good sport about it and everything. Super super friendly guy. Super yeah. friendly guy. Um, I mean, but just like. How would you describe the Beat Kitchen? Give the listeners like a quick like summary of what that venue is like, just in case they've never been there. All right, you walk in, you get off the uh, Belmont seventy seven bus, you get off at Hoyne, walk into the Beat Kitchen. Immediately, it's a restaurant, it's the bar, and everything. That's how a lot the, of yeah. like, the venues here are. It's a restaurant with like stages in the back. Oh yeah, I think that's cool. Anyways, you go to the back, open room, probably what like what do you think like. 300 it's capacity. probably the smallest established venue we go to other than the uh other than downstairs oh at Sub that's T. true but yeah it's 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 fucking it's tiny <laughs> it's tiny um always cold as hell in there 
That's another thing that I like about um, it. But tiny, no security, tiny stage, just people sta- stage diving stage. and dancing from wall to wall. Speaking um, of wall to wall, when I caught um, when I caught Expire with Gideon counterparts and Knocked Loose, this was my first time catching Knocked Loose. I show up with. Um, did you get Knocked Loose? That's really funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I didn't. I was too scared to go in the pit to see them that time. <laughs> But I show up there with uh, my friends, uh, Kissy and Sierra, who are, she's from like out of town, Indiana. We get to the show and my buddies, Jonathan, Eric, Eddie, and Daniel are somewhere up in one side of the venue. Kissy and Sierra are up at the other side of the venue and Knocked Loose is playing. Immediately, I see a, I see a trash can flying from one side of the venue to the other. And then I just hear, I just hear like smack smack like someone's getting their fucking head smashed in i decide you know what i'm gonna hang out in the back talk to the guys from expire because i don't want to i don't want to be like totally out of energy and not able to enjoy expire (laughs) so you hid yeah i hid i was a coward i was i was what I was what the, uh, the hardcore scene refers to as a coward (laughs) cowards run cowards Um, run yeah cowards run and hide (laughs) but the where the big name hardcore shows have been lightning is subterranean out in wicker park absolutely um and super easy and super convenient that's a venue that's grown on me so fast um i just don't like the balcony because it's so difficult and so awkward like moving past all these people it is cramped to get up to the merch table but in terms of like the actual venue again no barrier no real security um and just a tiny stage that people can just stage dive and stage dive and stage dive oh, off yeah. of. Um, Easy access Sub as well. T is very small, which is one of the only like concerns because I feel like even when you're trying to stay in the back, you are still in danger of catching a hand or a boot to the head. Much like at the Knock the Loose show or the Code Orange show. Or the Expire show or the, or the Weekend show. Nacho show that you didn't go to. I was um, busy that night. No, you weren't. Um, <laughs> I had to catch title fight. I sometimes feel yeah. <laughs> that it's just slightly overbooked at the sub T because sub T does not have the air conditioning beat kitchen does. You have to also remember you're upstairs. That's, That's the other true. thing. Yeah. It just gets hot as hell. It gets, in the turns into a sauna. Um, and, and then we're in a very cold city. So people are always wearing multiple layers and heat exhaustion and sweat. And, and if you know me personally and you see me at shows, I don't know. I just like to wear sweaters at shows. Same. <laughs> it's comfortable. It's comfortable. Um, yeah. We, I think we mentioned. We may have mentioned it the in the pilot, but when we saw Expire the last time at the sub T, there was literally vomit from people getting sick from heat exhaustion and dancing. Oh yeah, that was um, that was wild. I remember when I saw Weekend Nachos there. I was wearing like my heaviest hoodie and like a T-shirt underneath, um, and I had just been like dancing and going hard all night. And I fell and landed right on my elbow. Oh, shit. And the combination of the pain and the heat. You know when you stand up and you feel like you're gonna pass out? Yeah. That was it. And so I, like, sat out the rest of the set to get oh, some water man. until the last song. But, um, yeah, yeah I, I love the sub T. I was at a uh, really hardcore show that night. I had to uh, sit out you that night. You were title fight and <laughs> ceremony. I was getting my feels on. Um, <laughs> Much respect to uh, Eric, Eric Veggies. My only 
not even complaint, just like something I've noticed about the sub T is the dance area gets really crowded really fast. So at hardcore shows, it inevitably turns into a push pit. And yeah. I'm just not the biggest fans of push pits. Me neither. I mean, I need room to pick up change and throw down and just windmill. But I mean, with that being said, there's plenty of room to stage dive. And I, I don't really feel in danger of the sub T. There's plenty of places to like get out of harm's way. When no you're seeing intended. harm's way. Um, <laughs> if you're seeing harm's way, you're going to be in harm's way throughout no, the entire No, the last night. time I saw harm's way at sub-T was surprisingly calm. Huh. That's Again, really I odd. just think it's there's not enough room for people to really go like ape shit. Because when I caught him at the double door, I was I was frightened. I was the uh, Life and Death Tour 2016. Tear, that was my first time seeing Tear, who I've been putting off seeing for the longest fucking time. Let's see, Tear, Fury, Angel Dust... Power Trip was there. Red Death was supposed to play, but one of the um, one of the uh, one of the members of Red Death couldn't make it, so it was just the guys from Power Trip and the remaining members of Red Death playing some. Um, you got Fury there covers. too, right? Oh yeah, Fury was excellent. I love Fury. Absolutely, I caught Fury again later on. Well, not later on. Yeah, later on that year at Boston, America's yeah. Hardcore Fest. Um, that was a stellar show. Sub T is kind of unique in the fact that it has two sh- like stages where shows are going on. Yeah. There's the main area upstairs, but in the bar downstairs, there's just a tiny little like one inch stage. Yeah, um, that shows get violent and scary at especially that Bent Life. We show. saw we saw Bent Life there, and Ted and I both got our asses beat. Um, I got by the same guy the f- actually, yeah. Nico's friend Damon. Has a bad habit of beating the hell out of us yep. at Bent Life. I always get my ass kicked at Bent Life. I also got my ass handed to me by. Um, I also I think his name is keep, Brian from No Victory. Yeah, there. I also yeah. keep going to see Bent Life, but <laughs> hey, um, they're fun to see. And I mean, you're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna have to carry the torch now that Expire is gone. Yeah, that's just gonna be a reoccurring topic. We're never gonna get over. Never Expire gonna forget that band. Um, <laughs> but I really do love the Subterranean. It what is you, a great venue. What do you think of uh, now? I know that you did not want to talk about this venue because you and I are both on the fence about it, but what's going on with the Bottom Lounge? I don't I mean, know. We it's, saw... it's just out of the way, and now they've got like a kind of sharp metal barrier up at the front, and I'm just not a fan of barriers. I can't, I'm not a fan I can't of stage that, yeah. dive. I can't... Um, and I, I scraped the hell out of my leg the last time I saw a show. Straight there. from the path? Yeah. Um, bottom Lounge is cool. I've seen some fun shows there, but it's just out of the way and there's better venues i don't have that much to talk about the, ba- the bottom lounge yeah i mean if, you, if you're gonna go out all that way get what is yeah Ashland. i was just gonna say what is cobra. in that area is the cobra lounge where uh brian brian anthony the singer of frontman of drowning books a lot of incredible shows that go on there there's actually one going on there tonight um cold as life which, which will not help anyone by the time you listen to this but yeah <laughs> we're recording this on saint patrick's day so happy saint patty's day don't make me straight edge revenge any of you um drive safely don't drink and drive but if you did don't manage to go to that show and you're listening to this tell us how it was oh we'd yeah. love to hear about it um happy birthday isaiah <laughs> yeah how would you describe the cobra lounge cobra lounge is cobra lounge is like a, a uh Probably like a wider beat kitchen, to be honest with you, with uh, 
with a bigger stage. It's wider, but the room isn't as deep. If you know what I'm saying, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, and as soon as you walk in, just the entire room is bathed in red light. It's it's a really cool venue. Oh yeah. Um, when I caught the number twelve, looks like you there. That that's was an where incredible they show. Yeah. Wow. Um, we've caught some fairly legendary shows there. Who who do we catch there? Well, maybe one legendary show, but we've seen a lot of good-ass bands play there. H2O Uh, with Burn. H2O and Burn played there. Um, Drowning plays there all the time. Through and Through plays there all the time. Oh, Race Trader. That's the show I was about to mention. That's the show that introduced us to the Cobra reunion of the hyper-political, vegan, straight-edge, hardcore Chicago band. Race Trader. They're not hardline. They're not. Yeah, you know what? They're not hardline. They're, Hardline is its own thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But they they played with some super heavy bands. You had Earth Mover on that bill from Detroit. Our uh, local heroes through and through played Absol- that band. That's Life's, right. which I don't even know how to describe that band. We'll have to get our sound guy Zach on some guy. Oh yeah, to Zach talk about was Life's. super fascinated um, by Life's. It's two guys, a drum kit, an eight string bass, and an ass load of pedals. And, and so much fucking I yelling. I heard Zach's story. jaw hit the floor when they began setting up. <laughs> um, the Cobra Lounge is a sick venue. I love it out there. Absolutely. Um, I want to devote more time to talking about this venue, so I may save another episode to talk about it. But I just want to mention the recently closed Double Door. A oh. legendary Chicago punk and hardcore venue. I'm so sad so that many, it's closed. So many like legendary alternative alternative rock acts even got their mm-hmm. I wouldn't say got their start there, but in the late nineties they performed there. I mean you had you had bands like the Smashing Pumpkins, Bad Religion. I mean, we saw the guys from Flag play yeah. there, we saw the subhumans play there, um you saw Terror play there. Oh yeah. It Bouncing was a, Souls. Ba- Souls. It was Thursday's, a staple. Thursday's first Thursday show back play in there. Chicago. For the first time, and I think about like five or yeah, four or five years, such an incredible venue. I'm really gonna miss that. I'm place. really gonna miss that venue. It was legendary. It was a piece of um, like Chicago music cultural history, too, which I absolutely love. Like I said, we're gonna need to dedicate a whole episode to talking about it, so we can really there's, do yeah, that venue there's justice. There's so much more to say about it. Um, you want to go into uh, sh- shows that are coming up? Yeah, I'll just close out the venues by saying if you're in Chicago, there's stuff happening everywhere just go out and expose yourself to it there's so much good music happening all around this city whether it's diy or an established established venue get out there and i mean if you need help finding a venue ask a punk ask a hardcore kid (laughs) much like nico said like when you get involved with this sort of scene you're gonna like branch out and be exposed to just pretty much knowing everyone and befriending Mm -hmm. everyone (laughs) um speaking of venues is there any shows coming up you want to hype um, I'm going to, uh, well, touring, uh, Eric Veggie's actually got me into this band. This show is, I'm just finding out, it's unfortunately sold out, but, uh, Trophy Eyes is playing at the, uh, the infamous Bottom Lounge. Did you not grab a ticket to that? Is that not the one he, he grabbed, spotted he you? He grabbed a okay, ticket cool. for, for me for that show. Um, then, uh, after that, we got a Senses Fail with Movements. Way to hype us. Way to hype two sold-out shows, Ted. Oh, no. Senses Fail isn't show sold out. Are, are you sure? I'm positive okay. it's not sold okay. out. March 28th at the Concord. I am psyched to finally catch Counterparts. That is a band I have loved for a long time, and I've they've been avoiding me. Senses Fail is... I'll have to get into it into another episode. They are a band that is incredibly important to me, and definitely a lot of their lyrics really mm-hmm. hit home to me, and... 
they just they just mean so much to me. So I'm speaking of lyrics hitting home. Who are we them. seeing in April? Oh, in April, uh, Thursday. I am so stoked. Thursday, for that I'm so Thursday stoked. in Touche Amore in basement in basement. basement. Um, Ted and I are going to be crying a lot. Going to be crying in the next couple of episodes. Just fair warning. Time um, to let this pass. Where is Senses Fail? Where's Senses Fail happening at? Uh, Concord. I'm Senses Fail is at the Concord, um, and that's on March 28th. If you yeah. can still grab a ticket, and Thursday is happening April 21st at House of Blues. That's, that's right. Um, on the local level, also happening on the 21st. If you can't make it a Thursday, yep. Uh, down over in Lansing, Illinois, at the Royal Skate and Apparel Shop, No Coast Edge Fest is happening. Um, for ten bucks, you can see Decline, amazing straight edge band. Most New recently Heart. signed to um... yeah, Decline. We mentioned it before. Most recently signed to New Age Records. That's right. Uh, Decline, New Heart, The Jig, Clear Focus, One Foot in the Grave, Two Minute Minor, Waste, and Absolute Truth. Um, if you're a straight edge kid, I would highly recommend not missing this show. Oh yeah, unless you're sad that day and you want to see Thursday. Unless, unless you're sad that day or you <laughs> dropped about fifty bucks like you and I have on Thursday tickets. Um, uh, a couple days after you hey, got a show going one on. One more thing. My bad, my so, bad. Um, a great part about that show is all proceeds go to the Coalition for Abused Women and Children. It's a benefit for a women's shelter. Another beneficial show coming and, up. Another great example of hardcore kids trying to help their community. If Absolutely. you've got ten bucks to spare and there's nothing happening, try to make it out to Royal Skate to go to this great cause. Most definitely. Absolutely. Um, you've got to you've gotta go out to that show. Also on the straight edge hardcore front, on April second at the infamous Reggie's we were talking <laughs> about, the infamous slapshot from Boston is playing with our very own decline here. That's right. Um, if you like angry old straight edge guys i would highly recommend hitting up boston show. ogs boston slap ogs shot. i'm i don't want to be caught dead i drinking would like to i'd like to check show. out Slapshot, and i've really been meaning to catch decline for a long time so i want to super go friendly out. Guys i want to go too. out and support those guys also that same week on the 25th at the uh, cobra lounge this was originally booked at the uh, on on one of the flyers that's floating around on facebook it, it's originally booked at the subterranean but uh, John from Malintent has brought it to my attention that it's been moved to the uh, Cobra Lounge. You have uh, Purgatory, Queensway, Absolute Suffering with support from No Victory, Karma, Morality Rate, and uh, Source of Hate. Source of Hate's from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. They're, uh, and their drummer and I actually go back. Drew, he's a super friendly guy. I would be really interested in checking them out, and I love catching Karma any chance I get. So oh, yeah. I would go super for those two bands band. alone. Um, there's a ton of other cool bands on that lineup that a lot of people are into. Uh, what day was that, and where's it at? Uh, April 25th at the Cobra Lounge. Cool. Um, then a couple days beforehand, on the seventeenth, you got a uh, malintent, pains, pains and bite at uh, downstairs with support of uh, dwell and a couple of other what appears to be uh, touring. Um, I'm not too familiar with these bands. It looks like a uh, metal hardcore crossover show, but that should be fun to check it out. It's on a Monday. Who's playing that again? Uh, let me pull up the flyer one more time. Sorry, I zoned out. Uh, we got dwell. We got uh, malintent. Uh, pains oh, and bite. That's right. Yeah, that, didn't we see pains? You know what we might have. I think they opened the. It wasn't the expire show, was it? 
No. No, it wasn't the Expire show. I believe they opened the uh, Knocked Loose show. Oh, it was Knocked Loose. That's was right. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're out in Milwaukee, there's two shows I want to hype. On March 29th, Absolute Suffering wolfed down the amazing, like, vegan anarchist hardcore band from Germany. I believe this is their first America to- American tour. Oh, wow. Um, so, Absolute Suffering, Wolf Down, Poured Out Joy, Revenge Season, ATL Hardcore. ATL, Atlanta and Hardcore. Meth Mouth are playing the Triple Zero. Um, and then, uh, and somewhere on West Madison Boulevard, this will be an Ask a Punk kind of show. Shame, Bruise, Sledge, Wicked World, Decline, and Burdened are playing on April 3rd. Shame and Bruise, be sure to check them out. I check, I caught them at the Sub-T back in December of last year. And Bruise is a wow, great they, band. They're, they're a great band. And, of course, Decline. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. We got some, uh, just off the top of my head, we got some big-name shows coming up. We got uh, the story so far playing May 7th, p- playing a uh, a second date was added. Originally, the first show was sold out. May 18th, story so far with Turnstile and Drug Church at the bottom. They're lounge. adding a second show, or yeah, a second yeah, show. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm looking forward to that show. That'll be uh, one. Yeah. To... Those stage selfies with Parker Cannon will get your ass kicked off. <laughs> I want to draw <laughs> attention to one more show and then we'll start wrapping things up. Um, yeah. And at Royal Skate, I believe on the third, it's either the thirtieth or the thirty-first. Joy and Revenge season are gonna be playing Lansing, right. Illinois. Um, another great show. You should make it out to if you can. Revenge season is a great band, and it's another band I predict is gonna blow up. Really talented people. Um, I'd just like to end on any new music you'd like to hype, or if there's anything you'd recommend. What you've been listening to? Honestly, I've been listening to my uh, same old, same old. OG old school AFI records. Great. Some sunny day real estate. They really need the they really need the recognition and the Yeah, hype. they already they already I, have, I'm glad we I've could been. help out AFI. <laughs> um I'm pretty sure Davy Havoc got pissed off at me the last time we saw them. Oh, why did you do to piss well, him off? <laughs> it's weird you're not being the one who pisses off the bands we like. But so yep. when Ted and I caught AFI, I only want to hear fucking Fall Children because I don't like any of their discography past Sing the Sorrow. I know I'm <laughs> closed-minded or whatever. So I really wanted to hear Fall Children. So the entire song I'm yelling, Fall Children, play Fall Children, Shovel, Lorelei, Fall Children. <laughs> um, and so they come back on for a second encore Davey Havoc grabs the mic and just goes, all right, you better sing every fucking word of this song. And then they go into Fall Children. And I'm like, damn, I ate. Total Immortal. That was great. Total Immortal. They didn't play Fall Children. They played yeah, Total they Immortal. played Fall Children. I'm telling you right now, they the... played Total Immortal. No, they didn't. Well, Me being the diehard AFI fan that I am, I believe I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was fall children but we can figure this out later <laughs> anyways i may have pissed off davy havoc but i went hard for that song um, i went hard that whole entire set what have you been rocking what have you been jamming to two things i want to what draw attention to that to? band that band one foot in the grave that is playing no coast edge fest uh they're a band they're like a midwest straight edge super group made up of members of decline expired youth new heart uh, members of X, but how come I how come not you didn't ex- tell me about this? Expired youth, shut up. <laughs> All right. Um, on the twelfth, on March twelfth, so like a week ago, they finally dropped their first demo. 
Uh, it's a four-song demo. You can find it on onefootinthegrave.bandcamp.com. But just good, old-school, straight-edge youth crew. I'm really into it. You'll really dig it. One um, Foot in the Grave? Yeah, One Foot in the Grave. All right. Um, check that out. The other thing I'd like to hype is it's been out for a couple weeks now. Um, this came out on February 26th. One of my favorite bands from the Atlanta scene right now, Full Measures, dropped their first full-length album. Oh, nice. Um, and Full Measures has been going hard since 2014. Just good, kind of angry, hardcore music. Um, good for being pissed off in the South driving around. <laughs> um, but I love this album. Um, the, there's a lot of stuff they talk about on here from like police brutality. Um, Social like justice issues well, that need to be like, addressed. They they cover the gambit from like police brutality to talking about lost friendships to just talking about being all right, young, angry, and not really knowing how to express yourself. Yeah, a uh, great album. If you want to check it out, it's for five bucks on fullmeasuresatl.bandcamp.com. I personally recommend the song "Sick of It Too." Um, that's not a "sick of it all" typo. It's "sick of it too." <laughs> I I. Um, and the choice, which has guest vocals by the singer of one of my other favorite current straight edge bands, uh, it's Tyler, the singer of Refocus, out of Charlotte, North Carolina. All right. Um, so I would highly recommend you check out those two releases. Some there's just so much great hardcore popping up today. Absolutely, there's so much out there. Those are my recommendations for this episode. Any closing thoughts you want to say, Ted? Uh, well. Fucking see you in the pit soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry, that caught me off guard. I was thinking about um, I was thinking about that half measures, um, half measures like coming up and whatnot. Well, thanks for everyone who came back and listened to episode two, and thanks for anyone new who's listening to this. Um, again, if you have any recommendations, like want us to review anything, yeah, talk absolutely. to someone. If there's something you think we should be aware of, or if you just want to say hi or tell us what you think, you right. can email us at justriffin.podcast at gmail.com. That's just riffin, R-I-F-F-I-N dot podcast at gmail.com. And even if you're, you don't necessarily have to be like a, uh, a member of a band or anything, or if you're even just like a show goer, or you're like, you want to talk about like your local music scene or some, some stuff that musically that's on your mind, come on over and we'll like fucking Yeah, drop us a line, tell us yeah, what you want to say. We'll talk it over and more than likely we'll talk to you. Um, thanks for joining us thanks again. Thanks for joining us. Uh, until next time.